They're the joyful agains our children shout on the swings, the exhausting agains of cooking and laundry, and the difficult agains of discipline. So much of what we do as mothers is on repeat. So what if we woke up with clarity, knowing which agains we were called to, and went to bed believing we are faithful in what matters most? We believe God's word is the key to untangle from the confusion and overwhelm we feel. Let's look up together to embrace a motherhood full of freedom and joy. Welcome to our very first Christmas episode of Again. This podcast is sponsored by Entrusted Ministries, and I'm your host, Stephanie Hickox. Today's conversation is part one of an incredibly fun and helpful conversation Betsy Corning, Emily Dio, Jen Freckman, and I had. We're breaking it into several parts. Number one, because it was lengthy. We just had so much fun talking about the different ways that we celebrate the birth of our king. Secondly, we hope it'll be helpful for you to listen on the parts that you need most at any given time. Today's episode is about Advent and different books that we recommend. In the episodes to come, we're going to talk about decorating tips, recipes, gift-giving principles, our stance on Santa and should he be celebrated. And all of these episodes are helpful whether you have very young children or whether your children are out of the house and grown and you're looking for a creative way to celebrate that doesn't interfere with in-law schedules and getting everyone in the same place at the same time. But thanks so much for listening. We hope you are inspired to bring joy and peace to your home this Christmas season. My first question to kick us off on Christmas traditions and the way we focus on celebrating the holiday is what is a favorite gift you received as a child or a favorite childhood memory? I'm going to start with Aunt Betsy. Can you think of one? Well, I remember in fifth grade that I really wanted stirrup pants. That's what they called them. <laughs> I don't know. I think they had a different yeah. name for them when they came back in style many years later, but I can't remember what they're called. They're the leg ups. I know exactly you know, what you're pants. talking yes. about. Yeah, I know exactly. Yes, yeah, I know exactly. I think they were called. Stirrup. And uh -huh. I really wanted a pair of those. Unfortunately, my legs were so long, they kept pulling down. They weren't really comfortable, but oh. <laughs> that's been my story of my life, finding pants long enough, right? But that was a really fun memory. Another time, my mom, who was a fantastic seamstress, made Barbie doll colos. And I know some people have a problem with Barbie, but Ooh. my older sister got the Barbie and my younger sister and I got midges because they must have been less expensive. They must be way harder to find yes. now, though. Anyway, she made clothes for them that were so beautiful because they, later on, we, we said, oh, mom, this was the best Christmas ever because we are so into design and creative things. And my mom said that was the year that they were so desperately broke that that Aww. was just a sweet memory. We didn't know that till years later that she said she didn't know what she was going to do that year. And it turned out to be just one of our very favorites. But we always loved, we always lived in an area that was snowy and always enjoyed the lights and going to midnight service, midnight mm -hmm. candlelight service at church, which was always fun until we had little babies. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> What's coming to mind for you, Jen? 
One year, I was very little. I think maybe five, six, seven, somewhere around there. And my dad had made all three of us girls doll bassinets that were out of like wooden bassinets for our Cabbage Patch dolls. It was so sweet because they would rock back and forth. And I just remember I we have a picture of us out on the back porch at my parents' house and it is like sunny and like 75 degrees. Mm-hmm. There was no <laughs> snow and we all had our matching little doll bassinets and it was really sweet. I still have it and both of my girls have used it. Olivia mm-hmm. used it for her baby doll and Kaylee uses it for her stuffed animals, <laughs> but it's really sweet. So I liked that. The homemade gifts that are winning out. Yes. Yeah. In fact, that did make me think of when my dad was a teacher and he got the wood shop guys to make a kitchen set for my sisters and I. And that was just unbelievable. We played with that for years and years. It was so fun. Aww. But I, it, it also makes me think mm-hmm. of getting new pajamas every year for Christmas probably ones that matched with my Mm. sisters and did anybody else always get new pajamas it's our tradition in our home all the kids get new pajamas no we never did that yeah we never did that but everybody does it now it's definitely a thing now it is (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes I did it for a while especially when the boys were little Mm -hmm. you know and they were just so close together to so to see them in three sets of little matching plaid pajamas it was just adorable (laughs) (laughs) And we did that for a while. I didn't realize that was the story behind the wooden kitchen because I played with that Mm. kitchen even. So those boys did a great job. Yeah. And I played with those Barbie outfits as well. They were beautifully made. There's a turquoise one. I wish I had it in my size. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way with all the doll clothes. (laughs) Right. Yep. I have another favorite gift, but it wasn't from my childhood. It's from my adulthood. Eric surprised me on our Christmas morning and this lady drove up into the driveway and she had something in her hand. It was quite large. And he said, oh, your gift is here. She walked in and and I just remember it was wrapped in a huge, large bag. And I was like, what is this? And I didn't know who the woman was. It was very confusing to me. And I started to unwrap it and I started to pull some of the the opening to the bag and I could see just a little tiny portion of the bottom of it and it had my favorite parenting verse on it and I stopped and I went down to my knees and I just started bawling and Eric's open it and the kids are like open it open it and I was like I can't believe this oh my word so finally I'm opening it more and he had paid an artist to paint a picture of me and the kids in nature And had, I will most gladly spend and be spent for the sake of your souls, verse written on the bottom. Oh my goodness, it was the best. I, in fact, to this day, now, if we would talk about if there's a fire in the house, you make sure all the children get out, grab mom's Bible, and someone grab the painting. <laughs> Those three things in in, in that oh order. Goodness, I have to see that. So but, was it the yeah. artist that brought you the gift? Yes, was the actual she artist? brought it. Yes. So she wanted to see my reaction. And she did not meet me or the children. He gave her past Christmas cards. And she just looked at wow. them. And he said, That's amazing. see if you can figure out their personalities based on like how we describe them in the Christmas cards. And she did it 
fantastic. That's, it's so beautiful. It, yes. That's amazing. How thoughtful. It is. That's, I it love like it. Major husband points here. Yeah. That was. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> yep. Like He'll never top that year. Emily, what's coming to mind for you? Uh, when I was young, I think I remember the year that Jen, I think, had brought up the Cabbage Patch dolls. My mom b- mm-hmm. bought me a Cabbage Patch doll, and I got it for Christmas. And, of course, I didn't know it at the time. They were all the rage, and I loved my Cabbage Patch doll. Um, but when I got a little older, I think teenage years, my mom had bought me a a trunk, like an old trunk. And, and I loved that trunk and she just bought it for me to keep in my room and put fun things in it. And so she had bought it off of this man. And anyway, I loved my trunk that my mom got me. And I Mm. think I I was a young teenager at that point. Those are the two that are sticking out in my mind. And do you still have that gift? I actually don't. My mom, I think, actually got rid of the trunk when I left home. (laughs) (laughs) Now she's going to listen to this and realize how special it was. I think Christmas Eve service has always been, it's my favorite moment of the whole year. And so when I look back and think about Christmas, that really is my favorite part. More than the gifts, more than anything else. That's just what stands out to me. Like the stillness and the crisp air of the night with the candlelit worship. Mm -hmm. I love that. But on a less holy note, (laughs) the gift that's standing out to me right now is when I was little, I must have been about third grade, my parents got me a karaoke machine and I loved to sing. And so I would get home from school and I would turn my music up really loud (laughs) and I would be singing with the microphone very loud and then I, this happened on a regular basis where my dad would come around the corner and I didn't realize he had gotten home from work and I would scream. I didn't realize he was home and I was just so into it. But I think that was one that I definitely got some good use out of. Well, Stephanie, you and I would have been at some of those same events together. And I certainly remember those. Mm-hmm. And my mom, your grandma, would have made every mm-hmm. year, what did she make for dinner? A Christmas dinner Oyster stew. Yes. We often oh, wow. had a <laughs> yes, which I, mean, I didn't appreciate like I should have. But but it was I don't know where the tradition came from, but it without fail every single year oyster stew. Of course, we had some other things, mm-hmm, but yes. that was a have to have. And the other thing mm-hmm. was a birthday cake for Jesus. She would make that pretty often. Oh, yes. so sweet. That is one of my favorite traditions now that I have to do with my kids to show this is who it's really about. Mm -hmm. And my grandma always made angel food cake. Oh, cute. I like that idea. I lean more towards chocolate just (laughs) because. Well, I just want to go back to the oyster stew. Did any of the children revolt against oyster stew? No. In fact, there's a lot of the the boys actually liked it. The oysters are cooked and... But the broth is really oh, good. It's almost it like difference. a clam chowder, only it's oysters. Mm. So did this carry over? Into, and is it carrying on with any of the grandkids? I've never made anything with oysters, actually. But maybe. <laughs> I, I like seafood a lot, but it just wasn't my favorite. I think I'm trying to remember the year I finally felt the courage to say, Grandma, I'm sorry, it's just not my favorite. Maybe I was 14 or something. <laughs> the thinking it for a long time, and I... But it's like you knew she worked so yes. hard. And mm. she, yes, my grandma 
she was a home ec major and a chemistry major. So she's just a very intelligent woman, mm-hmm. but with such a gift of hospitality. So even the vegetable tray, it was pea pods with in the shape of a Christmas tree with pomegranates on them oh, with geez. little stars made out of cheese and grapes. And mm-hmm. everything creative. was lovely and beautiful. And you saw how hard she was working. So you didn't want to say anything but I remember when I said to her I'm sorry grandma it's just not my favorite is it okay if I eat the other things and she said to me what's not your favorite the oysters or the broth (laughs) I was like both (laughs) (laughs) they both taste like the oysters (laughs) but every year she made it no matter what she always made it to her it was very important there were people that liked it but it was an acquired taste My grandma was such a sacrificial person, and the other sides of the family's Christmas morning was really important to them. And so my grandma made Christmas Eve Mm -hmm. a very special time, Mm -hmm. and her trees were always absolutely gorgeous. Mm -hmm. She seized the opportunity to make special memories for all of us, and especially, I think, with that midnight service, the crusade. Sometimes we were almost falling asleep as we were opening the gifts, (laughs) and it did feel like a long night, but it was really special to be together. Mm -hmm. Let's get into... Advent traditions then, or any book recommendations that you have for the Christmas season? Take it, Jen. I know you have books. (laughs) I know you do. (laughs) I know. I was trying to be so patient, but I was like eager, just fighting at the bit to go. (laughs) I love it. I do. I had to pare down, but I picked out like my best that I love. Okay. So the first one, is called The Advent Book by Jack and Kathy Stockman. And we actually were gifted this, Mm -hmm. but it is beautiful. It has a bright, shimmery gold cover that says The Advent Book. And then each page is very thick, gold-lined page. So it's, it's meant to be like a keepsake. And there are beautiful doors on each page, and you open the door and it tells a story. So Mm. on the first page, door number one, it says, his name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. And you open the door and there's like a picture behind each door and it tells God sent the angel Gabriel to Mary in the village of Nazareth. The angel said, greetings, the Lord has blessed you and is with you. And then you close that door and you go on to the next door for the next day. And it is so precious and so pretty and just beautiful. All the doors are so ornate and detailed Mm -hmm. and it's just really neat. So this one is one of my favorites. Yeah, that's a great one. Is this good for families with young children or older also? Yes, it's for anyone. Okay. Um, Because it's brief, I think young children can understand it as well. But the beauty of it Older children appreciate it even more. Yes. Okay. So there's that. And then another of my favorites is Christmas Day in the Morning by Pearl S. Buck. Mm. And it just is a sweet story of a little, I would say, a young boy who lives on a farm. And he wanted to surprise his dad and give him a gift. And so he went up before his dad was awake and did all of the chores in the morning for him so that his dad could be there in the morning when everyone woke up. And his dad was never around 
in the morning on Christmas morning to see the children come down and to see their gifts and to enjoy Christmas morning because he was always doing the chores. Mm -hmm. And so he did it as a gift to his father. And just the whole story of it is really sweet. Like the family being together and realizing that the gifts don't have to be worth a bunch of money, the meaning behind it and the love behind it. It's just a really good, it's a good read. Mm -hmm. Then this is my absolute favorite. It's The First Christmas Night, written by Keith Christopher. And the paintings in this are absolutely unreal. They look like they are live people jumping off the page. But it is set to the night before Christmas, that poem. It was the night before Christmas and all through the house. Mm -hmm. But this is the first Christmas night. So it starts off and it says, "'Twas the very first Christmas when all through the town not a creature was stirring. There was not a sound. The moon shining bright in the heavens so high gave the luster of midday to the Bethlehem sky." Mm. So it goes through the whole Christmas story, but set to the night before Christmas. So that one is one of my favorites. And then I love The Christmas Miracle of Jonathan Toomey. This is a special one. We, I try to make molasses cookies, and then we read this story sitting by the fire. But it's just about an old harsh man who lost his wife and child, and he's pretty gruff. And a widow and her son move to the town, and they ask him to make little a manger scene out of wood. Mm. And he teaches the child how to make them, and... He describes, no, the cow is very interested in looking at Jesus this way. And just the thought that goes mm. into making the manger scene out of wood is just really, it's really sweet. So we like that one. And then another one is An Orange for Frankie by Patricia Polico. And this one is, again, about family. Basically, it's about their family feeding homeless people. And this little boy gives a sweater that his sister had given him to a homeless man mm -hmm. because he was so cold. And then there's a, a special portion about how the family gets an orange every Christmas. It's very special. And the boy lost his orange. And so the whole family gave a slice of their orange, a wedge of their orange to him. And the way that they show it and illustrate it in the book and the way that they come together as a family. It's just really sweet. It's just a nice heartwarming story as well. And this last book is very different and I wouldn't recommend it for younger kids, but for older kids, it's actually a really neat story. It's called Shooting at the Stars and it's about the Christmas truce of 1914. It's mm -hmm. written by John Hendricks mm -hmm. and how in the middle of the war, there was a Christmas truce where they stopped fighting mm. and they sang Silent Night. And so it's a true Christmas story in the battle, in the midst of a battle. And so it does talk about war. So that's why I wouldn't recommend it for the younger ages. But just the Christmas spirit of mm. being even in the middle of a war and knowing it's Christmas back home and everyone is celebrating family and what they got to do this one Christmas was mm. pretty remarkable. Those are some of my favorites. And then we, I have a whole basket full 
of books that anytime that I find one that talks about the Christmas story in a different perspective, I will put it in the basket. And so we probably have a good 30 different books that we read through all of December that are just different ways to tell the story. One is from the perspective of an animal. One is from the perspective of baby Jesus looking out at everybody coming to visit. One is from the perspective of the shepherds and just all different ways that we can talk about. Think about this. Think of how amazing this is Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. Christ came down to be a baby born in a manger and all other kings are so royal and majestic and get the best but our savior came and was born where animals eat from a trough of hay Mm -hmm. as many ways that we can just show them and put that in front of them that this is such a moment to treasure and to remember each year as a good book to in my book (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes because we want it to stay fresh and new to them right to to have that be so magical each year Mm -hmm. to not let it get old Mm-hmm. And I think no matter how old I get, I find the Lord does that for me and gives me a new perspective or someone in the Christmas story mm-hmm. to really connect with and empathize with. There's so much richness there. Mm-hmm. So thank you for all of those, those are great. recommendations. I've read a couple and they were beautiful, but some definite new ones for me. So I'm excited. Thank you. Yes. There's one more that I have to mention. It's not technically Christmas. It's called Thanksgiving Graces. But we read it at Thanksgiving, but then we also read it at Christmas because it talks about how families come together. Mm. And there's a little boy who's nervous because his grandma and his mom are in the kitchen cooking for everybody and more people keep showing up. This aunt and uncle came and they didn't know they were coming. And then this niece and nephew show up home from college and they didn't know they were coming. And so the little boy goes into the kitchen and is worried for the grandma and the mom and says, what do we do? You didn't know they were coming. And the grandma stops what she does and it's doing and takes the child upon her knee and says, do you remember how Jesus fed the 5,000 and all it took were two loaves and five fish. But do you remember how Jesus fed the 5,000? And so she just goes through how there's always enough. God always makes it be enough. And she says, we've never gone hungry people, God just makes it happen and makes it work. And so the whole family then sits around at the table and sure enough, at the end of the story, there's enough for everybody. Everybody Mm -hmm. is filled. Everybody's hearts are filled as well as their bellies. Mm -hmm. And so we read that at Christmas time because that's when we're all together the most is during Christmas as well as our extended family. That's Mm -hmm. so good. And couldn't that just apply all year round when we take time to open our homes and it takes financial, it takes financial resources and time resources. And, and so that's good all year round. Yeah, I know. I just told my oldest, I said, just remember this when you're in college, just come. I don't care. Yes. Bring your roommate. I don't care. (laughs) Surprise me if you need to. I don't care. Just come. Don't (laughs) think then I'm going to worry about having enough food. If we don't have enough food, we'll order pizza. Absolutely. (laughs) Of course. Emily, do you have any books or Advent traditions you'd like to recommend? I feel like we're so far removed from when they were small. Jen covered absolutely every base and then some. It was all so good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Um, 
I actually ordered a book and it hasn't come in yet, but we're going to go through it as a family this year. It's actually the, some of the writings of Spurgeon mm-hmm. written for Advent, mm. the Advent season when will be a new one for us. So the verdict is not in on that one yet, but it looks like it will be phenomenal. So I'm excited to try that this year with the family. They're just little short writings it said about five minutes long. And so I'm excited the kids this year. I have lots of things to check into here. My kids are at an age where the advent calendars and and things like that are still really special to them. And we've done different ideas where I've taken little gift bags. They were at Ikea one year, but it was like 25 little gift bags. And I put a, maybe I'd put a chocolate in there for each of them. And then an idea. So I have to say, I did not put the Christmas idea in the bag beforehand. I waited till the night before and thought, okay, what's feasible for tomorrow? (laughs) Because this is when they were pretty little and I would know, okay, tomorrow's the day um, that we're going to do our gingerbread house. So I would put a little Mm -hmm. note in there that says, you know, today we're making a gingerbread house. Um, they loved that surprise of it wasn't just a chocolate. It was what are we going to do together that's special. But I didn't just have it be activities or fun things. It's There are service projects in there. So it might be write a thank you note to the librarians mm. or um, give Christmas cookies to the neighbors. Mm. Different service projects mm-hmm. that they can do, you know, shovel snow for a neighbor. For me, that's really important, as you were saying, Betsy, with Thanksgiving kind of being lost in the commercialism Mm -hmm. and everything. It feels like, okay, let's be thankful this one day and then the next day, (laughs) gimme, 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 and what can I have? And I want to be careful that in celebrating Christ that I'm not making my kids think that December is all about them. It's, It's not. And so... How can we delight in the joys and make these fun memories, but also keep it centered on others? So that's a way with the Advent traditions that I've done that. One of my favorites is one year we built a manger at church together, and it came with its own devotional, but just having that manger, and we have it empty in front of the tree, and you can put a piece of hay every day. Just preparing the way for Jesus to come. And we have that. Honestly, it was a sweet story maybe five years back. And I had decorated my my house for the first time where I felt good about it. You know, when you have toddlers and you're like, Mm -hmm. it's just so much work. And it was the Mm -hmm. first time where my house looks beautiful. And I felt like I had some Advent systems in place where and traditions that I was excited to begin with my kids. And I felt like I've really prepared well. This is exciting to head into December like this. And and then I went to my friend's house who, she has her own design company. And, and so I went to her house and her kids are older and it just, it was amazing. And in the front of her house, she had this manger and I looked at it and I just had to fight. Oh no, like I'm not I'm not doing it right because clearly that's the most beautiful tradition, but I didn't even know about it. And I went home and I looked it up and, okay, number one, it's not going to be here on time. And then number two, I can't afford to buy it right now. And I had to fight that battle of someone's doing it differently and that seems better than what I'm doing. I'm mentioning that because there are so many different traditions you can do. 
so many different books you can read. It's good for me to remember. We don't have to do every idea on Pinterest. We don't have to embrace every tradition. It's about keeping peace in the home and focusing on Christ. And often that means doing less. What was so sweet about it is then the next week at church, our church announced that they were having this workshop where families were going to build mangers together. And it it was only $10. And that was just another way where I felt like, Lord, you saw my heart in that and you provided. And so now we had the memory of building it together and it was even better. So we love having our manger. And then my daughter loves putting her baby doll in there on (laughs) Christmas night. (laughs) One year we did something that was completely my husband's idea. And he said, well, there's 24 days in December before Christmas. There's 24 chapters in Luke. Let's just read a chapter of Luke every day. That's cool. This was the first year he had wanted to lead that, and I thought, that's great. And so you start with Luke 1 and Luke 2, and this seems like such a great idea. And then you continue on. This is great to read about, but it feels different reading it at Christmas time. Mm -hmm. And then you're a couple days before Christmas, and you're reading about the crucifixion and everything Jesus went through for us. And it was almost like, this is, this is too hard. You're wanting to enter in the joy of Christmas, and it's the pain of Good Friday. But I, I realized, though, this is so beautiful. So we understand why Jesus came so much because we've been meditating on everything he's going to do. So when we wake up tomorrow morning, we're waking up with, that story of his death and resurrection so fresh in our minds, and it ended up to be such a beautiful way to meditate mm-hmm. on, on why Christ came. And we all, we all have Bibles, right? We, that, that's a free option. And I, I mention that because sometimes we do overcomplicate mm-hmm. it. One of our more recent Advent books is Unwrapping the Greatest Gift, by Ann Voskamp, and it goes along with the Jesse tree idea. So you can, I think, buy ornaments to go with it, but I make my own. I just bought some plain ones at Hobby Lobby and then wrote numbers on them or names and then decorate them with paint markers. And then the kids hang them on the tree. And we started, I think a couple years ago, I would put tea lights around the room and then we would take the time to light if it's the 10th of December, then we would light 10 candles. And that anticipation of building the moment for the devotional, they really loved that. For little ones, having them maybe color a picture or something while you're reading can always help mm-hmm. their attention span. And we really love The Best Christmas Pageant Ever by Barbara Robinson. <laughs> I will warn you, there's some sassy moments in here, but shows how these naughty children learn about the Christmas story and their fresh eyes to see what Jesus did for us and what Mary and Joseph went through in the story. We just laugh so hard at it. And Dallas Jenkins, the creator of The Chosen, is going to be making a movie of this. 
and it's going to come out next Christmas. Oh, oh that's so fun. We listened to the audiobook of that, and it was an old grandma with a really raspy voice that read it. <laughs> oh, it was so good. I was laughing so hard. I had to stop the audio because they couldn't. We couldn't hear what was happening, and I was laughing so hard at it. Like it. That is. It's a good, good book. It's just so funny for yeah. them to think, what? That's what they said? And the little yeah. girl saying, I would say, Shazam, he's yeah. here. <laughs> just really, really yeah. sweet. <laughs> so um, true. Oh, that is so sweet to hear those unsolicited comments. I love what you said. Shazam, he's here. Teaching Sunday school one time, this little girl we asked her, Jesus was going to Zacchaeus' house, and we asked her, if Jesus was coming to your house, what would you do? And she raised her hand right away and said, I would decorate a little bit and practice my bowing. Oh, <laughs> just right immediately. Oh, I love just, her heart. <laughs> yeah, a little five-year-old. That's I always precious. remember that. It's just so sweet. We hope that was inspiring and not overwhelming. I love to hear all the different ways that people focus on Christ in the Christmas season, and I hope you did too. If you haven't heard the news, Entrusted is having its best sale ever on the book for couples, Entrusted with the Child's Heart. So often women have taken the class and say, how do I get this information to my husband? Betsy and David wrote the book together so that couples could read it at home or that individuals could read it. And it is on sale for $15 on our Entrusted Ministries website. That's www.entrustedministries.com. That is the lowest price ever. And it'll be going through mid-December just to make sure you have time to get that. And Jen personally gives a copy of Entrusted at every baby shower she goes to. We are also having the chart for sale. Packets of the Everyday Before You Say chart are on sale for a limited time. We have a limited amount, and so we may sell out. So I would say get your copy as soon as possible. Those packs are for $20, and it includes 25 11 by 17 copies with thick paper so you can decorate your own and get that system down in your home. I am so grateful to have this on my fridge right now, and my kids just love it. Make sure you get your copy and maybe buy a pack for a friend. It turns out to it, it'll be a two-year supply, which works out to less than a dollar a month. As always, I'm going to encourage you to support the ministry however you may be able to, whether it's leaving a review, sending us a comment, liking us on social media, or perhaps you're in a position to bless the ministry financially. Most of the work that we do is provided for by donors who just want to see God glorified in the family and in the church. It would be such a blessing if you would consider becoming a monthly donor or giving a one-time donation. You can head to our website to do that as well. And don't forget that we've got several more Christmas episodes coming your way. So stay tuned. We know you're busy, Mama, so we are truly grateful you joined us for this episode of Again. If you're looking for more information about building your home on the foundation of Jesus Christ, head to www.entrustedministries.com to learn more about our study for moms, Entrusted with a Child's Heart. This scripture-saturated study has blessed families around the world, and we want it for you too. 
Before you go, I want to pray this benediction over you from 2 Thessalonians 1, 11 through 12. We're rooting for you. To this end, we always pray for you, that our God may make you worthy of his calling and may fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power, so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Until we meet again.